Okay, I'm gonna start this out. Oh my gosh, I am super pumped that you guys are here with us today on the episode, episode 10 of Girl's Guide to Greatness. We're actually finishing out season one, jumping into season two here pretty soon. And today we have our very first interview. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. We have the amazing, beautiful, talented, and oh my gosh, crushing it in life entrepreneur, Miss Kelly Lupsha. And she brings with her over 25 years of experience dealing with neurological disorders, um, people who suffer from stroke and traumatic brain injuries like concussions. She, her and her husband, they live out of California. She's a mom, she's an entrepreneur, and she's making a huge impact in the health and fitness world by helping people with prevention of diseases and all kinds of other great stuff through biohacking. And biohacking, you guys know, is one of my favorite subjects, so I cannot wait to dig deep with Miss Kelly Lipsha. Welcome to the show. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Rebecca, for having me on. This is so much fun in our in our world today to be sharing about, you know, women, entrepreneurship, and honestly, biohacking. It just gets me fired up, my juices flowing. <laughs> yes. Um, love sharing it with people. Oh my gosh. Great. Thank you so much for joining us. I am super excited. And um, so Kelly, I'm going to let the audience know we just met actually recently and it, through through social media. It's amazing what you can who you can find around the world, right? You're on the other side of the US. I'm here in North Carolina. And um, so I was um, very excited about hearing your story. So share with the audience what you were sharing with me the other day, you know, with your passion about how you and your company is rising up and, and just reaching out to the world and trying to help them optimize their health and find happiness in their lives. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it is, it is a blessing. And I, I've definitely learned that we are all here for a big, big purpose. And I thought early on in my journey as a physical therapist, I was helping people and that was my journey. And it was truly a privilege and a pleasure to be able to help the patients and families from really traumatic events in their life. But what I realized as a physical therapist is, you know, three real key things is one, I was only helping one person at a time. And there are millions of people out there in the world that really need help. And that two, I could help them from a physical rehabilitation standpoint, but I really was looking for something for their body to optimize their health more at a cellular level, more taken care of so that they could even get more out of physical therapy. And three, I realized for all of us that being in a brick and mortar environment is something that many of us thought was just our destiny. But truly, now where we are with technology, I mean, gosh, looking back 20, 30 years ago, my, these opportunities for us, we could never have dreamt about. You and I being here on this podcast, right? right we never dreamt about. It's awesome. And so having these opportunities, I really want people to go after their, their passion. And I love, Rebecca, you with bringing this girls to greatness is we all have so much passion, but it's kind of hidden. And yes. it's like, you know, we've had this career and oh my gosh, can we come outside of this career and change ourselves? Or maybe we decided to step away from our career and raise a family, but as the family's growing up, then it's like, how do I get back into this passion? Where do I find this passion? Right. So, yeah. So let me share a little bit about my biohacking journey for all of you out there and to understand kind of the basics of what it is and that you're in control of your life, specifically your health and your biology of your health, your cellular level more than we ever thought. Love it. I mean, dive in, like, dive in. <laughs> like Rebecca, would I'm sure when you were, you know, younger, you may have thought, and, and who out there in the audience thought that whatever your parents, your grandparents had, as far as their medical history, that might be your fate. Right. 
I know for myself, I come from a family of a long history of, of cancer, um, heart disease, high blood pressure. And I just thought, well, if I exercised well and I ate well, that would be, I would hopefully decrease my risk. And that's all I knew growing up. Yeah. But this past five or 10 years, the ability for us to take control of our biology has skyrocketed. And so that's what really biohacking is all about, that you can take control of your own biology to optimize yourself. And we'll talk about kind of six basic things. But before the word kind of biohack, like bio meaning life in general, (laughs) right? Life and life in us at a cellular level and hack, you know, breaking into that system because what, you know, we're all just so busy in the world that we're not even realizing that we are under constant attack, constant bombardment, our systems. And so what we, again, once thought by just eating right, exercising was enough, it's not enough because we didn't have in our history before the pollutants in the air, mm-hmm. the toxins and the GMOs and everything in our food or our lack of nutrients in our soils and our foods today. Yeah, right. It's contaminated. It's so contaminated, you know, even to all the way to our water, um, the out there in the environment of our EMFs, of the ultimate just stressful life that we're all, you know, running around. And so being that physically, emotionally, psychologically, we are just, we can't get away from it. And I think even today in our world right now that we've kind of had a pause and people aren't out and about. I know in Southern California, people are looking at the ocean, seeing it differently, seeing less Mm. pollution in the air, seeing because how we're running our lives is impacting the environment, which in turn, I want all of us to understand that environment we've created is then impacting us. Right. And damaging ourselves. And it's hard because we only see ourselves from a surface level. So we just don't understand at a cellular level, the damage that's having, but what the damage leads to disease and early disease. I mean, I have so many friends, family, colleagues that have ended up with, you know, autoimmune, um, cancers, degenerative diseases, early Alzheimer's. I mean, chronic, chronic pain. I, I think in, in a world that's so abundant of knowledge, we should be healthier today than ever, but yeah. actually it's the reverse. I know that when um, I was learning about biohacking, exactly what you were saying, it's uh, actually breaking down the cell, cellular structure. So it's you're decaying and you're actually aging very quickly um, on the, from the inside out. And people don't, like you said, don't realize it because we look at the surface level. So that right there was like mind blowing. I was like, oh my gosh, like if I don't take care of myself at a cellular level, it doesn't matter what I'm doing on the outside. I could still be, you know, aging very quickly, seeing it, starting to see it in my skin or my hair or whatever it is. And I'm like, I don't want that. So that's when I started really leaning into the subject. Oh my gosh, it's a hundred percent right. And I think, you know, for all of us, as we grow up and we see people, we all think the outside and we want it to, <laughs> to appear. And then yeah. we start getting older realizing, okay, that's not all it's cracked up to be. <laughs> yep, exactly. And so, yeah. So when we look at this biohacking, you really need to think about it at the cellular level because, you know, we have trillions and trillions of cells, believe it or not, we have more cells in our body than even stars in the galaxy. I mean, that's pretty wild. I love that. (laughs) And so, you know, many of you may out there already, if you're, if you're paying attention to health and wellness, if you, if you've heard this term of biohacking, 
Dave Asprey has coined it actually in 2018. Yes, my hero. Yes. And we, um, my husband and I and our company were fortunate to be at the biohacking conference last year. This year got canceled with everything going on. But people are really looking to optimize their health. And you can optimize their health as we biohack through a variety of ways. And there's some people out there that just want the basics. And there's some people out there that are doing extreme hacks. <laughs> I think I'm gonna. I'm in the middle right now, but I would love to be kind of an ex, on this extreme side, to be honest with you. But I'm a risk taker, and I love trying new things. But you know, I follow Dave pretty closely, so I'm like, if he can survive this, I can too, kind of thing. You know, I'll let him be the guinea pig first, and then I'll kind of follow his trail. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. And you know, I think some people out there kind of dismiss it all because they hear him saying he wants to live to 180. Yeah. So they kind of just dismiss the whole thing about biohacking. Like, well, I don't want to live to 180. Right. <laughs> okay, you guys. So let, let's be real, right? Um, that, that person probably has been born today, okay? And, and maybe that's going to be Dave. But I think what we would all agree is when we think of aging, we think before we pass of somebody that's debilitated. We think in our minds, we create this vision of somebody in a hospital bed or somebody Mm -hmm. in a wheelchair. So we have this vision of old age and getting sick and not able to function. So imagine if that didn't have to happen. Imagine you could live your life like you're living it today, literally until the day you die. Now, isn't that life? That's amazing. And that's what I'm looking forward to. And And you're exactly right. If we start now paying attention to that, and just like Dave teaches, we'll, we'll be able to move just as well as we move now. We'll have the mobility, the functionality, and we're not going to be this decrepit old, <laughs> you know, decaying person. Yes. And it, it's interesting because we've just, society in general, especially here in Western society, has kind of just labeled that that's what old age is and to expect it. Mm. And I want to empower people that it's what you're doing today that's going to stack up in all these small habits of these things of biohacking, and we'll talk about kind of some six simple steps here, but I, I love the book. It's called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And by taking small little steps and then putting yes. them in a row, you're, you automatically do one habit to the next habit to the next habit. So you stack your habits. Right. And, and then it just becomes automatic. It's part of your day. It's part of your routine. So some, some brief stacking habits for me is you know the moment I'm getting up out of bed, it's downing a big glass of water, getting ter- opening up my blinds and getting that sunlight in immediately. Yes. They talk about needing that sunlight, um, and then I go right into my um, ritual. And my husband and I do it together. It's kind of fun. Of we do our gratitude. We read our daily, you know, kind of the daily devotions in the book, and then um, and then we go right into our meditation practice. And so if you stack all of that, then you don't skip it all. You're getting your water, you're getting your light, you're getting your gratitude, you're getting your meditation. Before you know it, you've got all that in in 30 minutes and you've just set up your day for success. That's a beautiful thing. Absolutely. I love the, the whole art of stacking. I've incorporated it in almost everything I do now, not just on the health and fitness side. I do it in my training, um, when in my business and everything. I think that the art of stacking is great because you can do many things at once. So like you, just like you said, and then it's not like you're wasting a lot of time because people are like all about their time. Oh, it's going to take too much time. But when you start stacking, you know, those kinds of things, then you can breathe and take in sunshine and listen to good music or whatever you want all at the same time. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. 
It is. It absolutely is. So, you know, let me go through. There's so much, like I said, you can do some basics in biohacking. You can go extreme in biohacking. But I want to give the listeners out there kind of some six basic steps that they can get started on today. Let's do it. Yeah, absolutely learning. So, you know, the very first one is sleep. And sleep Mm. for years has been a misnomer out there. I think that we all just need, as long as you get your seven, eight hours of sleep, you're good to go. (laughs) And some people actually are like, I don't need that. Like, give me four or five hours. I can crank it out. (laughs) Right. Yes. Uh, But through all of the research, and one of the gentlemen that I study a lot, and I have his book, his name's Dr. Michael Bruce. He's known as the sleep doctor. He's been on me like Oz and Oprah and, you know, all over the place. Yes. But he shares that we, there are four different chronological types to sleep. So he, you can take a test for him and kind of find out who you are. Cause some people do are a little bit more night owls. Some people aren't, some people can live a little bit shorter sleep. Some people can't. Right. So you can take his test again. If you just search the sleep doctor, you'll find him. But what in it is critical in sleep is you have the regular routine of similar bedtime, similar wake up time every day. And I used to be very inconsistent on that. And it is hard with kids and a busy life and things like that, but you've just got to set yourself to have alarms that, okay, it's this time. That means I need 30 minutes to start winding down so I can start getting to bed. But having that regular bedtime and then getting up at the same time. I know some people are like, you mean five days a week or seven days a week? Yes. Seven days a week. (laughs) Every day. Yes. It's every day. Uh, and again, I, I might fidge one or two days, like on a Sunday or something, right? Where I, I sleep a little bit more or something. But, but it's having that clock and that rhythm, the circadian rhythm that your body really needs. Right. Um, in it, it trains you because really it's about that quality of sleep is how much REM sleep and how much deep sleep are you getting. And if you're interested, there's a lot of techie stuff out there. I love the Aura Ring. It actually uh, I want to get one of those. Yes, they look so cool. It is amazing. And you can really sleep. Did I do something yesterday? Like, why didn't I have as much deep sleep? What did I do in my day that maybe would have Mm -hmm. disrupted that? And it could be things like um, caffeine. I I was the type of person who I could drink a cup of coffee an hour before I go to bed and and literally go to bed. And when I realized that some people, yes, caffeine might keep them up, but for a lot of people, they can go to sleep, but caffeine has a half-life of eight hours. So that caffeine that sits in your system doesn't allow you to get into your deep REM sleep. So you're sleeping, but you're not getting the restorative sleep. Yeah, so, that makes sense. I'm trying to figure out what that dinging is. I was trying oh, to stop it. Got it. Um, gosh, I have a... Because <laughs> it was a little distracting, but it's okay. I got you. The deep sleep, we need it. Yes, absolutely. That restorative sleep. And so... Um, with, with that, the other thing is um, in your room, like dark, right? Like get your lights off, get it dark and, and cold, like sleep. You'd get into better sleep with a cooler environment than a warmer yeah. environment. And then the last thing to sleep, I'd say is, you know, all of us are so used to having our cell phones by our side and use them for our mm-hmm. alarm clock, but we've got to turn them on airplane mode, turn down that, you know, all the EMS, maybe even yeah. turn off your wife in your house. That will really yeah. also help you sleep. Yeah, I think I read, um, there was a book called The Healthy Home way back when, and it was saying that if you're going to have your cell phone or Wi-Fi nearby, just make sure it's like at least five feet away from your head. So now I'm like, I always have my cell phone like on the end of the bed, like five feet, because I'm like, you know, five foot seven, you know, so I'm like, okay, that's a good distance. <laughs> think, about social distancing. Done. Yeah, think about social distancing for your phone, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> so, okay, we have, so now we're getting the, the deep sleep going. So what's the second habit? So the second habit is exercise. And, you know, some of you out there may be like, oh, I don't really love exercise. <laughs> or I used to think like, I just got to go out there and crush my eight to 10 mile runs. But now I'm realizing I don't really need that. You guys, you have to just get in your, in your body 20 to 30 minutes, really 30 minutes if you can, of some form of exercise that you enjoy. And if one or two, you know, definitely probably two times a week, you can go harder. Your body needs stressors. So kind of that harder is better. Um, but you don't need that every day. So yeah. whether you, yeah, whether you just enjoy riding your bike, whether you enjoy weightlifting, whether you enjoy a casual run, um, mix it up a little bit. But it does. Yeah, I like the. Aggro. I like the. I like the um, the hit routines because they're short and they're impactful, and you don't have to do them every day. So that's one of my favorite things to incorporate. And you know, there's they're sprouting up everywhere. Um, all the different gyms that you can go in, and they, you know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, you're in, you're out. It's somebody's helping you along the way because we all kind of need that hand holding, right? And we can all do it in our homes right now, but we're all not doing it because we don't <laughs> have that, you know, trainer next to us. Like, come yeah. on, come on. Um, but really like find something that you love and enjoy because you want to keep it as a habit. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. We got sleep and exercise. So number is three is, has been a game changer for my, in my life, which is meditation and mindfulness. Mm -hmm. I honestly used to think it was woo woo and out there <laughs> and meditation. And I, I just, I just, it was shame on me for really not reading and studying and learning about what it is. But they're actually saying, you know, that having a regular meditation practice is like better than a few hours of sleep. You can restore your body. But what I love about it the most is, you know, you and I talked about this the other day, that life is busy and mm -hmm. craziness and going in here and there. And, you know, when people say, oh, how are you? Oh my God, I'm so busy. And it's like, we wear that. <laughs> it's like pride, like, oh, you know, and in it all, what I found is I was getting a lot done but I was never as present as I wanted to be with that person. Yes. I mean, it could be my husband or my children, or it could be a client at work. I want to be there with them in that moment, whether it's five minutes mm -hmm. or a half an hour. Right. The, the connection, the rapport, the understanding, what you get is just so different because we live in a world today that is more full of more distractions than ever. Right. And so it's hard for us to learn to center and to focus and to take that in. Um, it's given me actually a more success in my business, yes. improvements in my relationships, um, better health overall. And it, it's, it's just so powerful. So again, I would say there's, some, there's po other podcasts out there. There's books. I found a woman, her name is Emily Fletcher. She is so great. You can take a, I actually did like a 15 day course online. So I learned the basics and how to build a practice because I think if you, you're just trying it on your own and you don't even know what you're supposed to be doing, right. you think your mind is supposed to just be quiet, <laughs> but your mind is normally having thoughts come in and out and you just need to be able to learn to let those thoughts just pass by and right. not get stuck on them. But yeah. I, I just thought like I had to be still and quiet so yes. I would encourage you, yeah, like find somebody that you really like, go through, invest in it, go through a program. And then mm -hmm. after that, you'll have learned the basics. And then maybe like, there's so many apps today that you can use Headspace. Right. There's, there's so many, 
But, um, but honestly, build in a practice. And, and, and that could even be starting as simple as like with a gratitude journal. You know, I love this part because I ha- I'm smiling over here, guys, because I, um, I understand what you're talking about, Kelly. When I started, because I had already, you know, I've done prayer and meditation a little bit before, but during this whole quarantine thing, I've gotten uh, like way deeper into it and it is totally transformed the way I do my business, the way I do my relationships, the way I even talk to myself, how I bring my energy and my vision into my life, how I live. Like it's opened myself up to so many possibilities and so many wonders. And it's, it's crazy. Like, I don't know um, if people really truly realize the power that lies within meditation and prayer um, because we all are more energy. Right. And so excuse me. So when we're actually allowing ourselves, like you said, to have energy flow to us and and from us, and we're opening ourselves up to that, it helps us clear our minds. It helps us get, become into a different state. And then all of a sudden you start feeling better. And then when you feel better, of course, you're going to do better. You're going to show up better in life. Right? So like you said, when it's, when it helps you center yourself, it's just, um, it can provide clarity. It can help take all that mumbo jumbo that's happening in your head and just like, okay, that's what I was trying to figure out. You know, it's, it's very, it's very, um, it's very powerful. Definitely. So I would suggest people at least try it. Right. Yeah. At least. And when I say try you guys, that word try to me is thrown around all the time is make a commitment to beginning a practice. That's good. Start for 30 days, right? You don't try it for a day or two days or a week. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I mean, people think that. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't work. Really? So make a commitment to yourself um, for a minimum of 30 days. They're really finding, I mean, research used to think if you do something for 30 days, it'll become a habit. They're now actually saying you need it for almost 100 days. Wow. Wild. Do you know that I, that's one reason I was interested in taking the 40 years of Zen because I'm like, hmm, how can I, again, stack, how can I like grab all of that, you know, information and do it right now? Because, you know, if there's going to be a hack around that, let's do it. You know, might as well. Let's do it. Yes. Yes. Uh, gosh, heck yeah. That's completely the case. And then we're on number four. I'm so excited. We're going through this list. We're going to be, we're going to be so like full of superpowers when we're done with this. Honestly. And I'm going to tell you guys, like if you're doing, you know, two or three, Mm -hmm. add one more and then add one more. Don't try to do them all at once. You'll completely overwhelm yourself if this is completely new to you. So number four, number four is relationships. The fun stuff. Uh, oh my gosh. Um, you know, I think we all know now that emotionally, physically, spiritually, we're like all so connected and having deep, meaningful relationships. Um, some people are friends with hundreds of people, right? Like, oh my gosh. But the critical thing is, is actually to have deep, meaningful relationships with a few. You don't need to have hundreds and thousands. It's great that we have a lot of acquaintances and a lot of, you know, colleagues, but we can't have deep relationships with all of them. But what happens to people is they end up not having deep relationships with any of them. Right. So being and able to, you know, it's almost like what you said before, um, the surface level, mm-hmm. we do the surface level of relationships and then not dig deeper with that. Again, meditation can help in that part as well. 
Um, if you're open up to yourself and you allow yourself to forgive yourself and you allow yourself to face your, your own demons, your own thought, uh, fears and doubts, then you're going to be able to, like you said just now, um, be vulnerable with someone else and be able and let the, allow them to, um, to open up and be vulnerable. Um, so I, I love this part. I, I want to be, I want to become better in this department. So I'm really kind of listening. This is kind of a subject that I'm really interested in learning more about. So um, continue, Miss Kelly. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know what? I think in all of these things, what I've learned is whenever I've done anything in life, even when you become an expert in something, the expert is a continuous learner. Mm -hmm. So if we already think we don't need to learn anymore, then that's where it's like, mm, I don't know about that. Right. It's this constant learning and improving Absolutely. and the drive to want to. So relationships is, is, is one that I think all of us need continued, you know, look, re-looking at the ones you have. How can I make it better? What have I been slacking on? Um, and even things like this morning, you know, my husband and I, I, I was like downstairs and we were busy doing things. And I realized I hadn't told him I love you yet today. Oh. So I like went back downstairs and I said, I have to tell you something. He's like, well, what? I'm like, I have to tell you I love you. Oh, that's but awesome. It's like, you have to build that environment. Otherwise days can go by. Um, and so each one of your relationships, whether it's your spouse, whether it's your children, whether it's our parents, whether it's a friend of yours, the relationship's going to be different. But what right. I ask you guys right now is if you would pick, you know, your, if, if you have a partner, if you have children, one of your parents, maybe if they're alive um, and a friend or two, could you tell them all your deep, darkest secrets? Mm. Are you vulnerable? Are you open? If you're not even open with them, then you're really probably not being open with yourself. So right. needing to have that relationship with yourself and being honest, because you've got to have those people that you're in the darkest of times, mm -hmm. you, who, who has your back and who knows they have your back. And so during truly this time of COVID, you know, I've obviously been with my children more mm -hmm. and sometimes they're like, mom, enough, enough. And even <laughs> if I can sit with them for five minutes to say, listen, you know, our relationship will change and evolve throughout our course of time, especially as they're aging and they're becoming adults. But having a relationship today will allow us to evolve into the relationship of tomorrow yes. and a relationship in a year from now and five years from now. And I said, Absolutely. if we don't have a relationship today, it's hard to change and evolve that as we're all growing and maturing. And yeah, so I totally agree with you, Kelly. I know that that's actually one big reason that my daughter and I are so close because I was intentional, right? I was paying attention as we, as we were growing up together, basically, because I had her at a young age, but we, um, I wanted to make sure that I was paying close attention to certain things because I wanted to have a close relationship with her. I wanted to be there for her. But like you said, if I wasn't paying attention and just let days turn into months into years, I don't know where that relationship would have been. And she is someone that, you know, I could express my, you know, deepest, darkest secrets to or whatever. And how cool is that? Because I know um, many relationships with children and their parents are not like that. So um, I feel very blessed that I was able to have that with her. So I encourage people to, to, like you said, start today because it's never too late and to identify, stand back, sit down, write it out if you have to but figure out what you have to do to really turn things around. And like you said, maybe it's just those three words. I love you. You never know where that could lead. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, really it, this is a huge, huge topic of relationships, but I would just say like evaluate where you are in your life right now 
with, again, whether it's, you know, your, your partner, whether it's your children, whether it's your parents, I think some of us don't have very good rapports with our parents. Um, and I always say at the end of the day, ultimately meaning at the end of our life, whenever that may day may come, what do you want to be able to think back on? And I, I never want anybody to regret not, I'm not saying you need to build, like build amends and forgive everybody for everything. If you right. very difficult, um, we all have our own decisions in our past that we've chosen, but us, we have the ability to control us and, mm. and how that makes us feel. Um, and be able to say, you know what, I couldn't control them or their behavior or their efforts, but I can control me. I forgive them, you know, and, and really move on from there. And maybe that's a friend of yours that you feel like did something in your life. Like, you know what, we, we all probably aren't our best self all the time. <laughs> that's our goal. Like, how can we show up in life? Who needs us on our A game that we can show up in life to be our best self for them? I love that. That is great, Kelly. Thank you. Okay. So we're going to go, are we on five? Is that where, are we on five already? We are on five. We are on five and five builds right off of four. Um, and anyways, okay. So five <laughs> is community. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll, I'll kind of like tell you is one of like my, uh, downfalls in myself. Okay. Five is community. Okay. Um, I used to always kind of be that girl that thought I can do it all. I don't need help. I can just do it. <laughs> Are you there? <laughs> that was me. <laughs> so sometimes I feel like I ended up lacking community because mm -hmm. I could just go do it myself. Mm -hmm. And so, um, as an adult now I'm realizing the value of building community. And so reaching out and being part of things that I want to be a part of, and I don't have to be the leader or the one to do it. Yes. But I'm a part of this community. And they're talking today, the science is stating that if, if people feel the lack of community, there's not a place that they can go to be themselves or enjoy people together, that that's actually mm -hmm. leading to early Alzheimer's and dementia. Mm, I believe it. I really do. And, you know, in other cultures, everybody lives in the home together. The kids mm -hmm. stay here. Maybe your parents are together. You have a lot of community. You go out in neighborhoods and socialize. And mm -hmm. um, the way our Western culture is, is we're a little more spread out. We all have our own houses. We don't commune as much together. Um, and so it is important to find that community that is your tribe, right? That like lights right. you up inside. Yes, because you uh, feel connected. And so- you're, you can be able to connect that way when you, um, cause I know personally when I'm around someone who talks my talk, who speaks my speak and who, um, has certain, you know, similar visions or goals in their lives or similar lifestyles, I light up and I'm like, Oh my gosh, you did that too. You read that book as well. You know, we get really excited, especially as girls, you know, we get excited about the littlest things, but I'm like, Oh my goodness, you know? And so something sparks in you and you're like, Oh, I'm not alone. I'm not the only one who thinks this way. Right. We, we all love sharing, isn't that, you know? <laughs> yes. And so in those communities, sharing all about our best selves and again, what we all like in common together. I think that's what immediately you and I hit it off because we're both like, oh my God, no way you yes. like that. I like that. I <laughs> that's true. You're exactly right. Community is key. Yeah. Community truly is key. And whether it just be as simple as a book club, whether it be a, you know, philanthropic organization whether it be, you know, your community at your church, it, it could be anything, but finding a community is, is very, very important. 
I love it. Th these are all great steps. Okay. And what's the, what's juicy step number six? All right. You guys, step <laughs> six is, uh, sex, this is awesome. And you might think it's like, oh, that's so simple, Kelly, but also it's so advanced. Okay. So it's, it's going to like be the spectrum. And what it is, is it's called nutrigenomics. Okay. You're going to go. Okay. That's a new one. <laughs> <laughs> nutrigenomics. Okay. Um, and it's, it's about food. Okay. It's about nutrition. Oh, you get okay. Food nutrition. Right. But in general, the, the definition that I would say for nutrigenomics is using, um, food and nutrition, specifically plant-based products to optimize gene expression. Ooh, wow. That's fancy. <laughs> that's so a mouthful. You're trying to optimize your gene expression, your genetic expression. Mm. So Rebecca, this is, I mean, we talked about this a little bit that again, we thought all of our genes were hardwired, that whatever was in our fate that we might get for illnesses or diseases in our family, we would get to, or we'd be prone to them. But we've now learned that 96% of your genes can be changed how they're expressed. Meaning, do you want that gene flipped up? Is it a good gene? You want it on in your body? Or is it a bad gene? You want to turn it off in your body? Right. We have control of that. Uh. And your environment, of course, and all these factors I just talked about have a play in them. Right. But a big thing of where science and research is going is we never knew before that you could flip a, literally there's pathways in our body that you could turn these pathways on or off. So I'm only going to talk about one pathway of nutrigenomics um, today. Um, and before I do that, you can use food as nutrigenomics, meaning you can eat broccoli and cauliflower and kale and your blueberries, right? Those are really healthy foods that can activate your body. But what I need you to guys to understand is, and this is what I did not know, you know, as a physical therapist in my background, we didn't have any, you know, much nutrition education. So I've learned all of this. Our bodies are full of damage, toxins, free radicals, inflammation, not a little bit, but a lot. And so when we're using food for that, it is beneficial but it just barely scrapes the surface on really helping us at a cellular level. So mm -hmm. kind of an easy analogy, imagine like your house is on fire and you just happen to have a little tiny cup of water in your hand and you threw that cup of water on the house fire. <laughs> Would it even do anything? Yeah, no, not really. <laughs> yeah. You, you better just like run out of your house and drink it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But now imagine you actually have a fire hose in every room of the house blazing down that fire. Now you're going to start to put out that fire, right? Mm -hmm. Well, that's what's happening in our bodies. Our bodies are like house fires. Our cells are being bombarded and attacked. So eating, eating good, eating these foods is the right thing to do. Don't, of course, I've never told somebody to stop, like super important for many reasons, but our body needs more. Yes. So that's where you can activate these pathways. We call it like flipping the switch. So just one pathway I'm going to talk about, and the reason that this is so special is because you can, whether it's Dr. David Perlmutter, Dr. Mark Hyman, I mean, the top people in the functional medicine, anti-aging world are all talking about what's called NRF2 activation. So it's the letters, everybody, NRF, and then the number two activation. And you can go do research on it. And they're talking about when you activate this pathway in the body, that this may be one of the biggest breakthroughs in the history of preventative medicine. Washington State University did a literature review on this saying that this is, this is so big. So what I love as a, as a biohacker that I can do it for health and prevention, Yes, but I can also <laughs> help people do it 
to help start improving at a cellular level because our bodies, I, I really believe our bodies are the miracle. There's not some miracle thing or object or pill or whatever, but if the body's given the right nutrients and the right combination of all these things we're doing, if you're not giving it the right sleep, if you're not doing some exercise, if you're not giving yourself a little bit of, you know, what do you call it? Mindfulness, meditation, whatever you want to do for you. Um, then your body's kind of out of whack. And flipping the switch is one of those things that is the most powerful things because this NERF2 activation, NRF2 activation, it upregulates over 500 genes in the body. And just three genes, if I can talk about, because everyone's really sharing about is your anti-inflammatory genes. I mean, number one, everyone's talking about inflammation is the big baddie, right? Root yeah. cause of disease, inflammation. So if you can turn on your own body's natural ability to help fight that off, amazing. The second one is your own body's ability to produce antioxidants. Mm -hmm. So instead of taking a direct antioxidant, your body makes them. Our bodies are way more efficient by upregulating things like you know, catalase SOD and glutathione specifically, that's like the master antioxidant. Right. <laughs> and, you know, and the third gene that people are really talking about is the body's ability to detox, the body's ability also to be, to activate your own anti-fibrotic gene. Because mm -hmm. fibrosis, whether it's in the heart, whether that's in the lungs, whether that's you've had a musculoskeletal injury and now you have scar tissue laying down. And so then you're going to end up with long-term issues because of scar tissue. If you can turn on your own body's antifibrotic genes to decrease that scarring, your body's going to work more optimally. So this is truly all about getting the body in balance. Because yeah. as, as a medical practitioner, I mean, what I see is we have this, um, this game of balance that we're playing. And if most people don't listen to their body and they're not in tune and paying attention, eventually you start feeling symptoms of this. And that's you're when you go to the doctor. I actually had um, mentioned this before because this is, I love seeing the, the actual relationship between, um, you know, if you're driving in your car, it's like a metaphor. If you're driving your car and the light comes on, we are trained to know that there's something wrong and we said, oh God, the engine light's on. I've got to go take care of this. We instantly know what to do when we see that signal. But when our body gives their signals, sometimes we're like, oh, well, we'll wait about that. Well, we won't, we only look at that. So isn't it strange how we'll immediately take care of the car when it tells us something's wrong, but when we start seeing those signals go off with our body, stress, headaches, low, you know, fatigue, low energy, all these things are signals, lights going off, and then we're not paying attention, and we'll say, oh, well, it's probably this, or it's maybe that, and then over years, you know, months turn into years, and before you know it, they're suffering from heart disease, um, high blood pressure, all of these things, and on a, on a cellular level, degenerating, right, and aging quicker than they're supposed to be. Oh, so I love gosh. this. I, I could talk about this all day, but yeah, I mean, and, and the average person, the average person really does ignore most stuff yes. or they, you know, historically, I think all of our mindset has been that when something's wrong, then you go to the doctor, then right. they either fix it or give you a drug right. to help it. And, and that's just kind of been our mindset. We weren't conditioned to think about prevention. No, we really weren't. And again, because you can't see it, I mean, people don't realize you start aging in your 20s and 30s. It's not like later in your 50s and 60s. Yeah. It's early. It, yes. And so really learning to take care of your own body in that balance and not letting it get out of balance where now you're needing medical help. Now it's this right. process. That now, Kelly, I know that you said that um, you actually now are huge into prevention and biohacking and you have 
um, you actually teach people how to optimize their happiness, their health, you know, in their lives. And um, I wanted to finish out with uh, this interview with you possibly telling the, the audience how exactly, um, what have you incorporated other than the six habits here? Because um, I know you were, you were telling me a little bit of something earlier this week of how you've discovered this amazing thing that you teach people about. Can you share the, with the audience what that is? Absolutely. So some of the other things um, that, that we really do in, in, in this is, uh, um, like I said, we started kind of with nutrigenomics, but, yes. but in that there's things at to, when we talked about decreasing that oxidative stress is upregulating your mitochondrial dysfunction and mitochondria is what gives our bodies this, the, the energy. And so you probably heard you can do things like cryotherapy and anything cold showers. And that's going to ha- hope all like give you this boost of cellular energy, as well as you probably heard things like intermittent fasting, caloric restriction, give people health benefits. And the reason behind all of it is, is the body is actually turning on these protein pathways. And so that's the one thing I help teach people is how to turn back on these protein pathways, how to make sure they're, I mean, and, and honestly, it's turning back the clock, really mm. uh, turning back the clock um, and, and, and using, paying, paying attention to everything going on in your life, that it can be simple, don't get overwhelmed. I'm really trying to let people know and spreading this word that your bodies are so powerful. Let's turn on these switches. Let's activate these pathways. It's, it's, you don't have to have a counter full of supplements anymore. You know, for those yeah. of you that are like the latest and the greatest and what is this? And I want this. And, um, That's me um too. <laughs> but, but more than anything is take responsibility, right? I think we all want the fix. And so we're always looking for the fix. Right. Uh, an activity, a piece of equipment, a conference, a book. It's, it's in us that we right. all need to take control of our own health. We need to be Amazing. the CEO of our own yes. health and life and, and take yourself on the journey. I mean, literally you can write the script of your life, right? What journey do you want to look like until the end? Yes. And it's never, ever too late, Rebecca. And I just want to empower people. If they're like, I don't even know what to start, what to do. They can certainly, you know, reach back out and we're going to be, we're right in the middle of revamping our website right now, but we're going to be building on and, and I'm going to have you back on our podcast yeah. uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, and building in a membership site. Cause I think, you know, like I said, community is one of those things that people just don't know or the friends that they have, they also aren't interested in biohacking or think they're weird, right? Like, right, Oh, right. what goofiness <laughs> are you doing? And to have a little biohacking community that people can talk about. What are you doing? What did it work for you? What mm-hmm. strategies? What's new? There's new stuff all the time. That's and I great. say, people, you know, whoever knew we would be doing so much business around the world from like a cell phone 20, 30 years ago, could we ever imagine it? But right. what would life be like if somebody didn't pioneer innovation? Mm. And so if you think you're doing great with your life today, don't you want to pioneer what's coming? What's next? What's new? Yes, yes absolutely. So that's what I would encourage all of you guys is never stop learning. You want the best to live your life. The best, have the best life, <laughs> you know, bring your a game to yeah. everything. So yeah, that's, it's just so exciting. So I, I just appreciate you having me on. And again, you know, if we can spread more information around the world to people, you never yes. know maybe it's one life or 10 lives or hundreds of thousands of lives, but together we can do so much. 
Oh my gosh, Kelly, I am so excited. You know, there, I believe, in, I don't believe in coincidences. I believe that there are these amazing opportunities. So when the universe knocks, you should answer and you should listen for the universe, right? Sometimes it's a small whisper and sometimes it's in your face. And I have to say, I don't know how we got connected, but it happened. And I'm so glad it did because again, you're speaking my speak. And if you've heard some of my previous podcasts, you were saying some of the exact same things I say. And I believe in truly wholeheartedly because I don't just say this, but I live it. And you're just like that. You know, you, you don't speak this, you actually live it. You actually walk the walk. And we need that. We need leaders to actually show people, especially women, that this is possible. You know, you don't have to stress out and think you have to be super mom all the time. Take a step back. Just um, listen to your body. Pay attention. Be a leader in your home. Teach your kids about this stuff. Meditate together. Have a family mantra. Whatever you guys want to do, pray together. There is such a big... Um, such a big opportunity around all the things, all the subjects you were, you were speaking on about today, and they're all powerful. I hope that the audience at least got something, maybe just one thing that they learned that they didn't know about before, because we've all heard, you know, the sleep and the exercise and the meditation, but you dug a little bit deeper. Is it qual? It's the quality of your sleep, not the quantity, right? It's, um, it's what kinds of exercises you're doing. You don't have to do everything and go crazy. So I really enjoyed this. I, I'm so glad that you shared all of your knowledge and your passion for what you do. It's obvious you love this and that's important, you know, and, and that's, you've lined yourself up with your purpose and your destiny and it comes easy to you and you're just sharing your passion with others. So thank you so much, Kelly. Where can we find you? Online, out in the social space, oh, gosh, social media space. Absolutely. Yeah. So you can, um, you can find just me at Kelly Lupsha, L-U-P-S-H-A. You can find my husband and I together with our biohacking at the Lupshas. So just add a plural onto the end of it, the Lupshas either both a website there or through social media platform of um, specifically Facebook, also Instagram. And then there's a, we have a YouTube channel as well. Um, so yeah, it's the Lupshas. Awesome. So the Lupshas. The Lupshas. Do you the know Lupshas. what? I love your name. I actually said a Lupsha because I actually speak different languages. And um, sometimes that you is definitely expressed in different ways. And, and sometimes I'll, I'll have to, I'll do my German accent or my, my French accent. So it's a Lupsha for you. And yeah. um, I said, Lupsha. <laughs> and I was like, you know what's really cute is my husband tells everybody when they ask, he just says yes. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's right. <laughs> oh, so, so, so wonderful. Yes. Thank you so much. I'm at, for everyone who's listening, who's watching, um, we're going to actually have everything we talked about in the notes um, underneath the podcast. So you'll know exactly what we talked about, where to find more information. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Kelly, for being the very first interview on Girls Guide to Greatness. I am super excited about where this is going, not just for me, but for you as well. So we're going to keep um, keep in touch, and I can't wait to see what happens. Thank you so much, everybody. Absolutely. Have an Go amazing day. Go crush your life, day. you guys. Yes. Okay. Have a good one.